This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 29th, 2019. Glory revered, given by disciple member Stephanie Griffin. Good morning. It's great to be here with you. I'm Stephanie Griffin. I'm honored to be able to share God's message in the Word with you today. We're going to do things a little different today. It's one of our five Sunday months, and we are going to um, invite the, the kids to participate, and we're going to actually invite the whole congregation to be interactive this morning as we have this message. If you are in fifth grade or younger, raise your hand high, and one of the ushers is going to come and bring a bag to you. Everybody's going to get a little goodie bag if you are fifth grade and younger. And while the younger students are going to get a bag, what is... Uh, applicable in the messages for everybody. And um, as a matter of fact, I believe we probably have some extra bags. So if you are a little older than fifth grade and you would like a bag, raise your hand as well, because I do believe we have enough. Tim Wilkins in the back is raising his hand and jumping up and down. We want to welcome all of you who are joining us, us on Facebook Live as well. And you can interact by shouting out things at home as well when we get to that part uh, where we're looking for answers from the congregation. Feel free to just uh, shout at your phone or, or the um, television. Anybody else would like a bag? We do have some, we have some for those that are a little older. So if you'd like, to, we have extra. Anyone else want a bag? Okay, good. And don't be shy. We're going to involve all the generations from the little ones to the medium-sized ones, to older seniors. All of us are part of the body of Christ, and so we're all going to participate together today. Amen? Like I said, I'm Stephanie Griffin, and I was lost. But now I'm found. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day, a day where we can draw close to you and snuggle into your heart and hear what you have to say to us. We know that you love us, but you have something more for us today, and we look forward to that. I ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to make your word alive and real, and let each person in this room hear what he or she needs to hear today from you, and I know that you can do that through your spirit. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've been focusing on glory this past month during Advent. A few weeks ago, Pastor Allen and Pastor Carey shared that glory means something marked by great beauty, splendor, power, magnificence. Sometimes it's referred to as something shining and bright. Kids, look in your bag for something small and shiny and hold it up to me. Do you see something in there that's small and shiny? There, I see one right there. Yep, you got it. A glorious, shiny new penny. If you saw this penny on the pavement, it would catch your attention, wouldn't it? See how it shines. Let's get a few more people from the congregation chiming in on this. What else are some things that are shiny out in our world that, that, you would, that would catch your attention? What's shiny? Go ahead and just... Diamonds, jewelry, good. 
stars, silver. What's that? The sun, lights, good. What about something from the um, Christmas story, the ones that came to the shepherds? There was a star, and that was shining, but who came to the shepherds? Angels, are they shiny? Yeah, sure. These things are all full of glory. They're full of beauty, of splendor. The pastors explained that Scripture often describes God's glory in terms of light that shines brighter than anything on earth. We are told that when Jesus came, it was a declaration of the greatest glory possible. Glory to God in the highest. The highest heaven, the highest form of glory and beauty and splendor and magnificence that exists. You know, in English, we have something called a superlative. Those of you that might be a little bit older students um, and adults, you might know what that is. Does someone want to raise a hand and, and explain to us what a superlative is? Is there anyone, a student here or an adult that knows what a superlative is that would like to share it? We, now, throughout the time, we're going to have some microphones and we'll be able to bring them over to you. Somebody want to share what a superlative is? Any English majors out there? All right, Bonnie, where are you hiding? Bonnie knows the answer. Oh, I see a hand right here. Okay, can we get the microphone over? Is that Josh? Okay. Good. Bring that microphone over so we can hear what a superlative is. There you go. A special character, a character, a characteristic. A special characteristic. Okay. So, and it's so special that it means when there's two or more things, that it's the, the one that's the, the, the greatest, the highest, the one at the top. And a superlative, we put three little letters at the end of a word in English. E-S-T, est, right? And that helps us to understand that something is the greatest comparison. So for instance, something could be big, but it could also be bigger, but if it's, if it's the one that is the greatest of all, it would be what? Big, biggest, right. Um, or if you eat a jalapeno pepper, it might be hot. Or it could be even hotter, right? Or it could be the hottest, right, if it's the Diablo kind, right? All right. It's the same with high. High higher and highest is the is the very tippy tippy top the one that nothing else can get above it it's the highest and that is what god's glory is it's glory to god in the highest there's nothing greater than god's glory his glory is the ultimate nothing is higher turn to your neighbor and say there's nothing higher it is this glory, the glory of God in Jesus Christ, that we've been reflecting on this past month. We started with glory foretold, and we learned that prophets spoke about Jesus 400 years before he came. He was speaking, uh, uh, he was being spoken about 400 years. Prophets were saying, he's going to be coming, he's going to be coming for 400 years. 
until finally one day it was time. And then we found in glory conceived that a virgin named Mary was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And she had in her womb a baby that was 100% human and 100% God. Then we learned that this child would be the savior of the world. The following week, glory sustained. We learned how Joseph was chosen to be Jesus' earthly father as one from the actual lineage of the house of David. Joseph's obedience in taking Mary as his wife was part of sustaining the glory of God's plan for his people. And last Sunday, we heard about glory proclaimed. The news of Jesus' birth as proclaimed by the angels was entrusted to humble shepherds who, after seeking and finding and worshiping the Messiah, would eventually go on to carry the glorious message of hope and love to the world. And on Christmas Eve, we all stood in awe as we celebrated glory revealed. The glory of the long-awaited one was not just for Mary and Joseph. It was not just for the humble shepherds or even for the wise men who would come to worship the child from afar. But he has now been revealed also to the whole world in a whisper, grace in a manger. And he will save everyone who calls upon his name. And this brings us to today's message, glory revered. Say the word revered. It's a little bit of a different word. It sounds like revealed, but it's revered. Now that the Son of God has been revealed to the world and revealed in our hearts, we learn to draw close and to revere the glorious one, to give him reverence. Students, look in your bag for a yellow slip of paper about the word revere. Can you find a yellow slip? And I believe we have Brooke that's going to read it for us. Can we get a microphone over here to Brooke? Revere means to feel a deep respect or admiration for something or someone, to worship, praise, honor, or adore. Thank you, Brooke. There are different things in life that people revere. Now, I know a person, it's no one here at the church, who has a deep affinity for Tesla cars. Now, this person is not an owner of a Tesla, but he would sure like to be. He tells me how the owners he has informally interviewed just bubble over with the desire to share about their beloved car. They can't help themselves. Apparently, these cars are just so cool. Now, this person I know will go down to the Wawa in Wilmington, and he'll just hang out around the charging stations just to get a closer look at the cars and maybe to get near enough to possibly talk to some of the owners of the cars. He has a deep awe and admiration for Tesla. So some people revere their cars. What are some other things that people might revere or respect or get really excited about 
in our culture these days? Have some ideas from the congregation? Yes. Food. Yeah, some people can revere food. What else? Sports. Anybody watching the Eagles game today? Okay, okay. What else can we revere? Disney World. Yeah. Clothes. Yeah, some people get into clothes. Sure. Parents. Oh, revere your parents. You respect your parents. Teacher. Yes. Oh, nature. Both of those are good answers, but nature too. Yeah, we can revere nature. Spouse. Good answer. Pets. Okay. Uh, can I share, Carrie? In the first, <laughs> in the first service, Kyle Mueller uh, said his mother-in-law, <laughs> and Carrie was, and Pastor Carrie was sitting next to him. It was, it was, a, it was a points winner. Um, <laughs> but that was good. All right. Yeah. All of these things are, are things that we can get excited about, and and things that we we want close to us. After Jesus had been born, people were drawn to. The, to him, to come close and to worship and revere him, even as a young baby. The humble shepherds, the wise men from the east, they all came to worship and give this newborn child reverence, glory, revered. Now, it was the Jewish custom to bring a newborn child forward to be named and circumcised. So when the child was eight days old, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple for his dedication. In this Bible account, we read in Luke chapter 2 of a man named Simeon who had long waited for this day, a day to behold and revere the Messiah. Kids, look in your bag and find a red slip of paper with today's scripture reading on it. And we have two readers for our red scriptures. We're going to start with Chris over here. Chris, go ahead and stand up. Can we get a microphone over to Chris? Thank you. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and, res and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, and as the, as the law required, Simeon was there. Great job. Thank you. And right here in front of Chris is Diane, my mother. She's going to read the second part of this scripture. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Thanks, Mom. So here is Simeon, a man who loved God and served him. The scripture says Simeon was eagerly waiting. I love this guy. He was paying attention. This is a teacher's dream. Someone who's paying attention. You see, he was in the ready position. Now, how many here are paying attention? We have people paying attention? I hope so. <laughs> are you in the ready position? 
Okay, well, I have here a $5 bill, and I invite any student who is here today paying attention to come up here and take this $5 bill from my hand. Okay, we see who's paying attention. <laughs> All right, well, Merry Christmas and God bless you. So are you paying attention now? The scripture goes on to say that not only was Simeon paying attention, not only was he eagerly waiting, but then that the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not die before getting the chance to see with his own eyes the Messiah, the one to save Israel. Now, this is really interesting. How do you think he knew that this was from the Holy Spirit? See, he had been paying attention to God. He talked to God in prayer, and he listened for God. And this is really important for all of us today to pay attention to God. We need to have times of prayer, of talking to God. Now, let me get some of your input here. What are some ways that we can hear God speaking to us? Just raise your hand if you have a way. Yes, yell it out. Through the Bible, God's word. That's a way he can speak to us. Excellent. Another way. Yes. Say it out real loud. Signs. Okay. Signs of his presence. Good. How about the gentleman next to him? Say it again. Quiet time with God. Yes, we can hear him speak through that. Yes, right here. Through your conscience, through the spirit part of, our, of us, we are body, soul, and spirit, and he can speak into our spirit. It's sometimes like an impression. Through the Holy Spirit, and, and there's a variety of ways that we perceive that. Yes. Through dreams, we are told in the scripture that dreams and visions, he can come to us through dreams and through visions. Yes. Through other people in the body. How about that? Yes. Back there. Through praying, good, good. Any others? Through music, sure, all things that God has created, he can speak through, right? What about children? Who in your life could he be speaking through? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, all right? Can, you, can, can God be speaking to you through your parents? He sure can. And how about congregation? How often do we hear what is spoken to us by God through our pastors that are bringing us the message every week? Right? We can hear what God is saying through our pastors. So all different ways that the Lord uh, speaks to us. Excellent. When Simeon had been paying attention and when he had listened and heard from the Holy Spirit, it says that the Spirit led him to the temple. He obeyed and followed what the Spirit was telling him. When we pay attention and when we hear from God, he will often move us into action. And for Simeon, the Spirit of God led him to the temple that day, the day where Jesus would be dedicated. Voila! 
Simeon was in the right place at the right time, right in the center of God's plan. Take note, it was because Simeon was paying attention, right? So our first takeaway is God wants to get our attention. Secondly, we see that Simeon also witnesses a fulfillment of what was spoken by the Holy Spirit to him some time ago. We call that a prophecy. When something was spoken and he holds on to it and believes it and, and, and holds on to it until it comes true, until we see it fulfilled. Remember the prophecies for Jesus coming, that was like 400, over 400 years before he actually came on the scene. People were saying he's going to come, he's going to come. 400 years before they were saying Jesus was going to come. Well, for Simeon, he heard that he was going to get to see the Messiah and he knew it was going to come before he died. The Holy Spirit revealed it that before he dies, his own eyes would see God's salvation. And so at this time in the temple, he takes the child in his arms. And in reverence, he knows that this precious child that he is holding has come to a, as a light to all the people of the world. God kept his promise to Simeon. Simeon knows that God is a promise keeper. Kids, find the blue slip of paper in your bag right now. Find the blue slip of paper. And I think we have Dalton's going to stand up. Can we get a microphone over here to Dalton, who's going to read our blue scripture? Not one of God's promises which the Lord has made to the house of Israel failed all came to pass. That's right. Simeon knows that God is a promise keeper, and we can know it too. God always makes good on his promises. Amen. Who here did any online Christmas shopping this year? Anyone do? Oh, there are more hands. More hands than the first service. Good. How many people have ever heard of fulfillment by Amazon? Okay. If you have Amazon Prime, you may get your online order even faster and with free shipping. Living here in Delaware and fairly close to the, an Amazon plant, sometimes things would arrive to our house the next day, next day shipping. However, uh, Pastor Allen and I were talking um, b before uh, working on this message, and he said one time he ordered something from Amazon, and the same day, it arrived. Now that's fast. The same day. Amazon tries to fulfill its orders in a timely way, but even Amazon is not 100% perfect all the time in fulfilling its word to customers. I heard of a couple stories where people thought they were going to get their, their package before Christmas and it ended up coming after Christmas. So it happens. But God, his track record is perfect, right? God doesn't lie. His promises never fail. They all come to pass. And if God said, Simeon, before you die, you're going to see the Messiah, the Savior of the world, well, then that's as good as gold to Simeon. God's promises are golden. And sure enough, it came to pass. And as a result, Simeon was not only paying attention and knew God to be a promise keeper, but he took 
the child in his arms and he praised God and he recognized the glory of God in this tiny bundle, holding up the infant Jesus and giving him praise and honor and glory. Glory revered. Simeon recognized that day that somehow this child, this light, this glory that he was holding represented God's true glory, the glory that we have all been talking about. It is the very essence of God. He's worthy of not just praise and honor and glory, but remember we said that this glory revered is in the highest, it's nothing higher. It's in the highest. The Bible refers in 1 Corinthians 15 that there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. Different kinds of glory. So kids, look in your bag for something to shield your eyes from the glory of the sun. Go ahead and put them on. So these sunglasses, they may protect your eyes from the brightness of the sunlight, but that glory and that brightness cannot compare to the glory that belongs to the Lord Jesus himself. Listen to these scriptures speaking of his glory in the new heavens. Revelation 21, 23, and the city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. God's glory is so bright that one day in heaven, we won't even need the sun anymore for light, because we will have the sun, S-O-N, for light. And in Hebrews 1 and 3, speaking of Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And in Philippians 2, 10 and 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now that is glory revered. Glory in the highest. Amen. Kids, look in your bag again. See if you can find a roll of Smarties. Now these, don't open them now. These are to save for after the service, whenever your parents say you can have them. Or you could share them with other people. That would be a good idea. It's to remind us that if we are smart... We will take in these lessons from Simeon, who shows us that God wants to get our attention. God is the one who keeps his promises. And God's glory in Christ, the Messiah, is to be praised and revered.
Amen. So how about you? We always ask that question here at Connection Community Church. Will you be a smarty and think about things this week? I heard a bunch of little kids say yes. <laughs> Will you think about these things this week, this new year? This is a question for you to take with you. What are some ways that you can glorify God in your reverence? Maybe for some, it's quieting yourself in his presence and spending some quality time with him every day. Reading the Bible, talking to him, praying. Maybe revering him is following in obedience to something you know he wants you to do. That might be for someone here sitting down. Maybe... It's for something you know he wants you to stop doing. I believe that word is for someone here as well. Children, showing reverence to God could be obeying your parents. And how about doing your best in school? That would be a way to revere God. It can be showing, to ki it can be showing kindness to someone who maybe looks different than you. Or it can be forgiving someone who maybe has hurt you or rejected you. Or maybe reverence for God is being extra careful with our words, building others up instead of tearing them down. And perhaps the best answer of all is to simply ask him, God, how can I glorify you and show you reverence today? I encourage you to talk to him about that. As we close and the praise team comes up on the stage for our last worship song, I want the kids to look and find the final item in the bag, which is a wrapped gift. Can you take that wrapped gift out and can you put that wrapped gift in your hand? And for those of you the older ones of you who um, don't, don't unwrap it yet, just keep it wrapped in your hand. Those of you that don't have a bag, your wrapped gift is on the screen right here. That's yours. But kids, go ahead and put the wrapped gift in your hand. Go ahead and hold it. Pastor Alan and Carrie shared with us about God's glory in the book of Exodus that was so shining and so strong that Moses had to be hidden in the cleft of a rock. So like in a little nook in the rock, Moses had to hide there because God's glory as he passed by was so powerful and overwhelming. My friends, God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And like Moses, we too were not able to stand in the presence and glory of God, exposed in our weakness and our sin. Apart, just, just in front of God, we can't stand. That's how strong and big and glorious God is. But so that we could come to him. Because God so loved the world. Mm -hmm. 
he gave us a gift. His son Jesus paid for each of us with his death on the cross. Go ahead and unwrap your gift. The gift that you unwrap is a cross. And it represents the gift that God gave to us, Jesus, on the cross. You can put it around your neck. You can hold it in your hand. But it's to remind us that just as God hid Moses in the cleft of the rock, because of the cross, we too are hidden in Christ, our rock. We are hidden in the rock of Christ. And so without fear and in pure love, we are able to behold his glory because we're hidden in Christ. Glory in the highest. Let us pray. God, you have our attention. We confess our need of you and ask you to forgive us and cleanse us anew. Thank you for your glory revealed. And may we now revere you and be with you in your presence and your glory for the rest of our days. We recognize that you are the God who keeps his promises and that you deserve and possess all glory in the highest. Surely, if we give some honor to a football team or some honor to a Tesla car, how much more honor do you deserve? And, and if we want to be up close to a, a professional athlete or, or a movie star and be in their presence, how much more should we desire to be close to you? And it stands to reason that if yours is the highest glory, nothing higher, then why shouldn't we spend our lives giving you our highest, utmost attention and thoughts, learning about who you are and how you love? There's no higher thought than a thought of you, Lord. Take our lives, let them be lived for you. Help us to grow in our understanding of your glory and your goodness. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Would you stand with us as we close the service in our final song? And I invite you. Uh, the Lord in the scripture tells us to lift our hands up to him. And I invite you as we sing glory to God. That we, that we lift and, and, and express that he is the highest. So feel free to lift your hands. He's glory in the highest. Glory to God forever. Amen? All right. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.